I'm Jenny Reese. I'm a Nebraska Extension Educator in York and Seward counties. And for the next few minutes, I'm just going to share some on-farm research inhibitor studies that we've been doing for nitrogen management in the Upper Big Blue NRD area. We actually have quite a few inhibitor studies that have been done throughout the University of Nebraska system for many years. And some of this data was done by Dr. Richard Ferguson in the Central Platte NRD, mostly in lighter texture soils. There's been some long-term on-farm research done, or not on-farm research, long-term data, 28 years from um, Dr. Richard Ferguson, also at South Central Ag Lab in near Clay Center. And in that case, it was a heavier textured soil, silt, silty clay, silty clay loam soils. And um, things are just a little bit different in how, in how the inhibitors, um, maybe the benefit of the inhibitors, I guess I should say, in different types of soil. So when we're thinking about inhibitors, I'm just going to focus on this part of the equation here. And this slide is courtesy of Dr. Charlie Wartman. But looking at the process from ammonia to nitrate and slowing down that process. So we know that there's products on the market um, nitropyrin products such as NSERV and Instinct, DCD products such as Guardian, and pronitrogene products such as Centuro that have been proven to slow down the conversion of ammonium to nitrate. And so I'm going to share some of the data that some of our growers in the Upper Big Blue NRD have done the last two years. But before I do that, as Lila was just talking about, we do have the option for, or you do as producers, or, or um, people who would like to partner with us, have an option to work with us on some inhibitor studies. And so there is a grant from, that the university has received, and there is some, a stipend that growers are given if they're interested in this kind of research. So I have a short link here. If you just go to go.unl.edu forward slash for our VW, it doesn't matter if it's lowercase or uppercase, but you can go there and you can get to the same page that Lila showed. Um, it's in CropWatch. And even if you checked out CropWatch this past week, there's an article on these studies as well. But basically, it's an opportunity to look at um, using inhibitors in your own operations. So the first two I'm going to talk about in York County were in 2019. And they were using NSERV, which is a nitropyrin, has an active ingredient, nitropyrin. So as we can see the two locations here, I'm just going to compare them for you. Location one and location two, both of these are again in York County. They're only about four miles apart. But the reason why I go through this at the beginning is because some of the results turned out a little bit differently. So I just wanted to frame this for you. First location, the grower applied 180 pounds per acre N as in hydrous ammonia on April 10th. The second location, the grower applied 20 pounds less two days earlier. Okay, they used the same around the same rate of NSERV. Both had a previous crop of soybeans. 
Location one was in Ridgetill and location two was in no-till. And in both locations, um, we sampled for ammonium and nitrate concentrations down to three feet. And we did that at V7. So in this case, it was at location one ended up being nine weeks after the anhydrous application. Location two was around eight weeks after the anhydrous application. Looking at the results from site one, what we can see here is you're looking, the light gray bar is the check treatment in this case, and the dark black bar is the NSERV treatment. And each one of these, um, every time you see the letters, if the letters are different, that means that there's a statistical difference in them that we're 90% confident that that, treat, that that difference is due to the treatment itself and not random chance. So at this first foot level here, the NSERV was, had less nitrate in that first foot than the check treatment. There was no difference between um, the check or the NSERV at the second and third foot depths. When it came to the ammonium concentration, the NSERV showed that it had more ammonium at the first foot than the check treatment and no differences between treatments at the second and third foot depths. And so then that also came over here in looking at total nitrogen in pounds per acre. There was more total nitrogen with the NSERV treatment versus the check. So ultimately what this is showing is that the NSERV was still providing a slow release or that slow conversion of the ammonium to nitrate in that first foot level in this particular field. Um, as we think about 2019, it was a really wet year. And that's a year where I thought with spring applied anhydrous, we may see some differences with inhibitor products. And in this case, we were surprised to see that it was still um, delaying that conversion nine weeks out. To give you a frame of reference on that, the data in the literature would say anywhere from typically two weeks out to as much as six weeks out for inhibitors in general. Looking at the yield results, there was no difference in stand counts, stock rot, moisture, or yield. There was a difference in net return in this case due to the cost of the NSERV, but no yield difference in spite of that early season soil sample showing that there was a difference in the nitrogen. We didn't take end of season soil samples last year. That's something that, or in 2019, that's something that we plan on doing going forward. So now let's look at the site two. And in this case, again, we're looking at check, which is the light, which is the light gray bar, and the end serve is the black. And in this case, there's no difference at the first foot, second, or third foot levels for nitrate concentration, ammonium concentration, or total nitrogen. Oops. Or total nitrogen at this location. So we don't have a good idea why the results were, were different. The main difference between these two sites was the fact that one was no-till and one was ridge-till, and there was 20 pounds of an 20 pounds of nitrogen applied two days apart. So um, we don't have a good explanation for that part of it. 
No difference in stand count, stock rot, moisture, yield, or net return in this case as well. And so those were the results from 2019. In 2020, um, I'll go through those results in a different format. But before I do that, I'm just gonna share some take-home points regarding um, inhibitors in general. So inhibitors may protect, and this, these are some take-home points that Dr. Charlie Wartman has shared with me in the past. Inhibitors may protect applied nitrogen, but residual nitrate deep in the soil is not protected and is the first to be lost via leaching. So we know that nitrogen or water is always moving in our soil profile. And so applying an inhibitor can't protect the nitrogen that's already deeper in the soil is basically what this is saying from leaching. When it comes to silt loam or silty clay loam soils, the data, including this data and the data that we have for 2020 as well, shows a very minimal yield benefit and also um, a low um, nitrate leaching reduction due to the inhibitor itself in those types of soils. When we're dealing with, with soils that are heavier textured or lighter textured like our sands, those tend to have more of a benefit for using an inhibitor product. I'm gonna skip down to this part right here. The duration of the inhibitor effects depends on the soil temperature, may only be effective for two weeks, but it can be longer based on low, low soil temperatures. And so that, that's perhaps something that we saw in 2019, the lower soil temperatures, but also um, it's just very year and environment dependent. And then the final thing that I would bring out here is that when we're thinking about inhibitors, a lot of times they're put up as um, a main thing to try for reducing nitrate within our entire, our entire cropping system or our entire system. But in reality, especially in a silt loam soil or silty clay loam soil situation, it's really a small part of the whole puzzle. And when it comes to looking at other nitrogen management strategies, reducing our nitrogen inputs, putting more of our nitrogen in season where possible, utilizing cover crops when we've got a high risk potential of nitrate leaching, such as after seed corn and silage harvest, those are some additional things to think about too, instead of pinning everything onto using an inhibitor to help solve our nitrate problems. And just would like to um, remind you of our Nebraska on-farm research updates coming up Jan or February 25th and 26th. These will be in-person and virtual, but we'll have a lot more in-depth analysis and, and discussion and results than what we can share here in, in 15 minutes. Um, Time-wise, I'm not sure that we have time to go into all the 2020 results, but what I would just share from that perspective, I'll just stop sharing and just talk. What I would share from that perspective from 2020 is we had one grower in York County who did a fall versus spring um, anhydrous application with and without an inhibitor. In that case, he used Zenshiro. 
he saw no yield difference. And we again did the soil samples and didn't see nit nitrate leaching in any of those situations, in any of those four treatments. He's doing that study long-term and we're gonna be maintaining the soil samples on the same strips over time. So we'll have more data going forward on that case. The other three studies, the growers use 32% UAN instead of anhydrous. And so in that case, when we looked at those results, there was no difference between the check treatment where they just used their 32% UAN. Most of them used anywhere between 40 and 45 gallons per acre and all of that was spring applied. Um, there was no difference in those yields, the check yields compared to their different treatments. Two of the growers used instinct. One of the growers used ammonium thiosulfate and compared that also to a BioVant product. And the fourth grower made his own inhibitor concoction using um, things that he learned from John Kemp and um, created his own inhibitor concoction, including humic acid, um, ammonium thiosulfate, and a sugar, subs sugar substance. So again, we'll have all those results in more detail at our Nebraska on-farm research updates at the end of February. And with that, Chuck, we can open it up for questions.